praise. Amen. While our speaker comes and declare the word of God. Amen. Good morning. I'd like to say good morning to those that are watching or listening on whatever device you're using this morning. Uh, and welcome. We're glad that you joined us. And I pray that uh, that you understand exactly what I'm going to try to bring to you this morning. The thing that I'm going to is God's mercy and his love. Amen. And if you'll turn with me to the book of Second Chronicles. And our main verses are coming out of chapter 33. But before I go into chapter 33, I just want to give you a little background of who Manasseh, who his father was. His father was Hezekiah. Now the word Hezekiah means God's strength. Okay, now Hezekiah was was a good king in Israel. He was a very good king. Matter of fact, all the uh, idols and um, things that people were worshiping back then, he got rid of. You know, but um, he came a point in Hezekiah's life where he got sick. And Isaiah who was the prophet, the major prophet back then, came and told him that he was going to die. And hearing this, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he prayed. He prayed and he asked God to spare his life. Because when Isaiah came, Isaiah told him, to get his house in order. Uh, and what that really meant back, back then was that he needed a successor, a king that was as good as he was to uh, keep, keep go, you know, to keep things going uh, right, you know. So uh, when Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face towards the wall and he began to pray. And he prayed that uh, God would spare his life. So before Isaiah could get out of the courtyard, God heard Hezekiah's prayer and told Isaiah to go back in and speak to Hezekiah. And he told Hezekiah that his life was going to be extended another 15 years. So during this period, Hezekiah married a young lady, and she had a son whose name was Manasseh. 
Now, the word manaset means he that causes to forget. You know, he that causes to forget. Now, Hezekiah, I mean, Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign. And part of those years, which was about 10 years, he reigned with his father. So he knew how his father thought, you know. But, you know, as parents, those of us who are parents, our children, even though we try to raise them the best way we can, they have a mind of their own. And this is what happened. So when Hezekiah died after the 15 years, Manasseh took over. And when he took over, he raised up all those idols and those high places to worship uh, Balaam and all the other gods and all the things of heaven. He worshiped these things. He was so good at it that he even sacrificed his own son. So I'm going to begin in 33, chapter 33, because I'm getting a little ahead of myself. And it says in chapter 33, beginning at 1, Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. But did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, like unto the abomination of the heathens, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. Hezekiah had cast all these things out. But he, after his father died, he brought all these things back. Said, for he built again the high places which Hezekiah, his father, had broken down. And he reared up altars to Baal and made groves and worshipped all the hosts of heaven to serve them. And he built order, or altars in the house of the Lord. I mean, he built altars, you know. Um, <clears throat> It said, in Jerusalem. Okay. But the Lord had said, in Jerusalem shall my name be forever. But Manasseh was bringing these old gods, these pagan gods, back in to, into Judah. Because that's where they were, he was ruling, in the Judah. Judah. Uh, and built these altars, number five, for the host of heaven. And in the two courts of the house of the Lord, he caused the children to pass through the fire in the valley of the sons of Hinnom. Also, he observed time and he used enchantments and he used witchcraft. And dealt with familiar spirits and with wizards and were much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. So the Lord, uh, he did all these things 
in the Lord's house and around the house, but mainly down in the sons of Hinnom. Now, that valley, I think they call that today, um, uh, mm, the valley of Hinnom, where they still worship. They still have entertainment and everything there, even today. I don't know if they still worship these uh, these foreign gods that uh, they were not supposed to worship. But uh, it goes on to this very day in that same area. And I think they call that place Gehenna. I think that's part of Gehenna. But anyway, getting back to where I'm at, jumping down to verse... 10, and the Lord spoke to Manasseh and to his people, but they would not listen. They would not hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Now, Isaiah and several other prophets had went to him and spoke to him, but he didn't want to hear those, these prophets. He wanted to do exactly what he wanted to do. So he had Isaiah sawed in half. He had the prophet sword in half. And according to Hebrews, it's Hebrews 11. Let's see here. can't find it. But anyway, he had sawed these people, like Isaiah, a few more prophets. He cut them in half, and he also had them running around half naked, and he did some, he did a vicious thing. And they said he was so vicious that blood ran in Jerusalem as high as a horse's leg. In other words, he was killing people. He was doing exactly what he wanted to do. And he provoked the anger of the Lord so that the Lord caused the Assyrians, the Assyrians to, uh, to come in and take over. And what they did, they took Manasseh, and brought him back to Babylon in chains. And they bound him and put him in a dungeon. In a cold, dark dungeon that was damp and it was wet. And there Manasset began to realize what he had done. And so he prayed unto the Lord for forgiveness. Now, I don't know about you, but if someone had mistreated me the way this man had mistreated most of those people in Israel, I would never forgave him. But to show you the mercy of God and his forgiveness, 
He forgave Manasset. He heard Manasset's prayers. And he forgave this man and brought him out of the dungeon and restored him to his rightful place as being a king in Judah. Put him back. So he reigned for 55 years as a king. And then he died. But he tried to restore Judah to its rightful place, the same way his father had it. He tried to clean up the mess he had he had started. And he did a pretty good job at it. But the only thing that was wrong with it was that he the damage was already done as far as the people. The people still worshipped Balaam, Malik, and all those other foreign gods. They still worshipped them. And um, so he couldn't clean up everything. But he took, it, he took that mess out of the temples, out of the temple of God. And he had a son. And his son did as worse as he was, you know, which is another story. I'm not going to go into that part. But um, he tried to do his best. And if we look at some of the things that are going on today, those practices are still going on. But God, God can forgive. He shows us, like through Manasseh, that no matter how bad you are, the things that you may do, God is forgiving. But you have to go to him in the right way. You just can't think that he's going to forgive you. You have to turn your life and your will over to him and ask for this forgiveness. And that's what Manasseh did. He turned his life completely around in that dungeon. Now I can only imagine, you know, being in a cold, dark dungeon, you know, hardly anything to eat. Probably the only light he probably had was when they opened the door to feed him. You know, It was cold. It was dark in there. And he had no one else to turn to but the Lord. And this is what he did. And God heard his prayer. God heard this man and forgave him. Forgave him and restored him to Judah. You know, I wouldn't have forgave him. I wouldn't have forgave him. Mm-mm. I mean, because he would do, he, he was in such a position that he could come into your house and take your children and sacrifice them to these gods. Someone that could come into my house and do that, you think I would have love for them? I don't think so. I don't think so. But this is the love of God. That if we have the will, the courage to get down on our knees and ask for the forgiveness that we need to turn our lives around and to want to do the will of God, that he is a forgiving God. 
but we have to be willing to submit. We have to be willing to accept him as the almighty father. Amen. Amen. I think this is all I have, Sister Mary. It's short. But I pray that everyone got something out of this. I sure did. And if you didn't, we can always go back to Chronicles 30, 33, and reread. Or you can go to the book of Kings where it goes into depth, depth about Manasseh, Hezekiah, and all of them. Because we need to know these people. We need to know them in order to understand where we are today and what we are facing, because we are facing a hell of a time that's in front of us. A lot of us don't even know what's coming down the pipe. But believe me, you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. And now most of us will probably not survive, Sister Mary. Amen. mercy and it might be why there's only one God <laughs> uh, because there's only one God that can be that merciful uh, to forgive all of our uh, insanities should I put it that way only one God and going back to for what the words tells us that if we don't forgive then he won't forgive and so we, that means we've got some growing up to do. There's some things that we we got to put in order. Amen. It shows you, it, it, what's amazing, it really, what it shows us is that regardless of the condition that we put ourselves in, it shows us the, the depths of the love of God. It shows us that the depths of the love of God. Because as, as Minister Tom said, he said now, you know, with all that, that had taken place and the sacrifices of the children and him coming into your home and taking your kids and all of that, then um, it shows how uh, cruel and evil he was. But it also shows us how loving and kind and 